um, and who is going to be sharing about their value in terms of her ministry and their impact. I'd like to welcome up Miriam. What an introduction. Okay, thank you, Anna. What a fantastic job you are doing with small groups. And um, yes, yes. Um, it's great to hear what's already happening in the church, isn't it? I sort of feel a bit redundant this morning, you know. <laughs> um, because so many good things are happening. And Brian, fantastic. And I think there's nothing more refreshing than when new groups start, new people come and join us, and it's exciting. So um, I'm just going to just begin straight in. So let's just pray. Wonderful Jesus, we thank you for the opportunities that we have in this church to, be, uh, to grow, to develop, and Lord, to share our life's journey one with the other. So Father, we just really pray for your help this morning for me to speak your, your word, your, your heart, as well as the hearers to hear your words and to hear your heart. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I have somehow got myself tangled up. Things around here. Okay. Very good. All right, here I am, and I am going to speak on viewing connect groups through a fresh lens. So um, I, it's true, Anna, I am passionate about small groups, about connect groups, and I've seen God do amazing things through the years in, by me being in one and by me um, being involved in leading many. So I'm right in there. Uh, how can we maximise our new opportunities in, within the uh, connect group lens? And there is always, every season, there is a well factor. doesn't matter. Prayed about God's faithfulness this morning. Sang about God's faithfulness. And the extremities of the season that we're in provide an impetus and a seabed for new growth and for development. And the well factor can so um, easily come through when, we, when change births new opportunities. So that's what I really want to bring through this morning. And um, as, the end, as we come to the end of every year, I don't know how many of you do this, but uh, businesses do it, schools do it, uh, individuals, I guess, I have done it through the years. Look and evaluate the year gone by. And uh, I look at the progress I've made in certain areas. Might be in my Bible reading. Might be in my garden. Uh, what, I'm, what fruit trees I'm planting. What, what trees I'm pruning. And I'm always, um, yeah, evaluating. Evaluating. And uh, home improvements. Answers to prayer where I have perhaps seen God work and where I have missed God's prompting too. Got to the end of the year and thought, God, I'm sorry, I missed it. I missed it. 
And uh, so, yeah, so often I evaluate. But some of you may just leap right into the next year, not even thinking about the past year, and you're quite happy to just keep doing the same old thing. And that can bring about a rut that gets deeper and deeper and resistant uh, to change. And in the midst of all that, same old, can come broken hopes and dreams can pile up unmet and not fulfilled. And so we can slip into a mode of procrastination. Ah, oh, next week, next year. Ah, oh, no, it didn't work. It didn't work as well. It fell a bit flat. And so we get into procrastination. How many of us procrastinate? How many of us uh, say to someone else, you've said that so many times, why don't you do it? Do you say that to one another? Sometimes that's good. That's, that's um, connect group ethos, isn't it? Encouraging each other. <laughs> Helping each other. Giving each other a leg up. And um, so, you know, but the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. And that's the seriousness of uh, letting things drop. Letting things just slip away and we make very little progress or we grow. I um, started in small groups 40 years ago here in Christchurch and I was um, running a, a ladies group. And in that frame, I learnt to prepare a message. I learnt to study the word so as to land it within that uh, environment with the women that were coming week by week. Because a message is only as good as the hearer hears it. You can think you've got something brilliant, but if the hearer, if it doesn't land, like I say to my children sometimes, what I said didn't really land, did it? And they say, no, mum, we've heard it all before. <laughs> so... You know, we want our words to count, don't we? We want our effort to be uh, sustainable, ongoing, growing, developing. And so I learned this in connect groups. I learned it with older women, younger women. And I, little did I know that five years ahead of me working in this group and my husband also working in a mixed group, at night time, we would be pastoring a church. And sometimes the season that we're in is very, very strategic and very, very important because we don't know what's coming. And we need to see afar off and think, God, I don't know what's coming, but you know. And I will do what I can do today and tomorrow to maximize the opportunities that are in front of me. So I want to just look at, read from, well, Matthew 25, my main scripture this morning. And we're going to look at the wonderful parable of the ten virgins. 
and uh, it's got so many components to it. And so let's think of it uh, as bridesmaids. They were the ten bridesmaids that were waiting upon the bride, uh, getting preparing her for the bridegroom's coming. So here we go. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. And so, this is, this is a very poignant parable, and it highly shows the importance of preparation. The importance of being equipped. The importance of being tuned in. And the oil, of course, is, um, can, uh, speaks of symbolically of the Holy Spirit. It can speak of Jesus within us because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. There's no other spirit. Jesus had the Holy Spirit within him and upon him. And so this wonderful Holy Spirit that comes into us at the time of salvation is the oil in our lamps. And we need to know how we can continue to cause the oil to be replenished, to be filled within us, that what flows out of us is light. You see, the foolish ones did not take enough oil with them. What were they thinking? Well, they most probably thought, ah, oh, she'll be right. My mate will have some for me. I don't have to worry too much. Too busy getting their finery on as bridesmaids, looking good for the bride and helping the bride, and neglected the most important thing of all, because the bridegroom was delayed. And that was part of the Jewish tradition. They didn't ever know when the bridegroom was coming. And so they ran. The foolish ones did not have enough oil. You see, we cannot, the oil cannot be bought or borrowed. 
We have to get our own. We have to get our own sustenance and replenishment and cause the light to burn brightly from within. You see, this lamp burns brightly. Why? Because there's oil in the lamp. I too have a lamp bought in Israel at a little village, but there's no oil in my lamp, so there's no flame burning brightly. We need the oil. We need to maintain and to develop and to build a relationship with God that will sustain us, that will bring light and brightness wherever we go. You see, for there to be light, there needs to be oil. The Holy Spirit working lights up within us love, joy, peace, patience, faith, long-suffering, perseverance. These are the fruit of the Spirit. These are the character values that are produced because the oil in our lamp is burning. And we talked about last week about, um, or a couple of weeks ago, about from Ephesians 5 verse 14, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Let's have a look at that, um, Ephesians. Because this is a scripture that came out a couple of times, and anything that is repeated in the church, take note, because the Holy Spirit is emphasizing it to us. And so it says, Wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we're getting a connection here. And um, we see that, you know, where, there, where, there is, where the light burns dimly or where the, the, um, the, 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 there needs to be a trimming of the wick, this is what is, an, uh, is a symptom of that sleepy, slumbering spirit. There's an absence of conscience there's a lack of ethic and integrity where decisions and actions do not reflect the Christian belief. Remember uh, Keith Green? Green, the songwriter, and wrote so well in the 70s and 80s. He said, the world is asleep in the dark, but the church is asleep in the light. We can have the light burning all around us, even in church. The Holy Spirit can be talking and emphasizing and some are worshiping and some we can be asleep in our spirit. And so we need to face our issues. We need to trim the lamp. We need to take responsibility to change as the Holy Spirit convicts us and to obey and to respond and to, and to, um, to heed his leading. And I know that's, that's a challenge. 
And I, I don't think it gets any easier. I think it's easier when I was younger than it is now. Because it's so easy to think, oh, well, I've done that. I did that. I did that in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s. Now I'm in my 70s, I think, well, don't you worry, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Stay current. Stay current. I don't have the energy that you've got when you're young. I wish I did have. I wish I knew what I know now when I was your age. Tell you. Oof. But we keep going. Nobody retires in the kingdom of God. Nobody gives up in the kingdom of God. That light has to shine brightly. And so I'm pulling myself through all the time. Say, come on, keep going, keep going, keep stepping out, keep taking a risk. Keep going, keep going. Because when the bridegroom comes for me, I want him to know my name. I want my oil to be burning bright. So when I go out to meet him, and the door opens into the banquet, the wedding feast, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. So what helps to wake us up and to fill and keep refilling us with our oil supply? Well, there's no better place than a connect group. There's no better place than getting alongside others that you don't know, that rub you up, that haven't come from your world. You know, connect groups are tops, absolutely tops, and they give a huge value and an impetus and a catalyst that cause us to keep coming through. I've just been at my first connect group this week with Lynn and John, and they're just so good. They're so permission-giving and so relaxed in what they do in Tara. And, um, you know, it's not always the word that that we study that thrills my heart, but it's the interaction with people. And, you know, this week... We had a couple of guys sitting there as we were walk, going around discussing what sort of food we liked when we were young and all got, uh, as a result, got really hungry. <laughs> you know, the favourite desserts. And uh, these two guys were sitting there and one of the guys in our group says, I've got a question. Why have you two guys both got the same shoes on? They, they were quite distinctive, quite colourful. And it was, it was, and so the story came out that one brother bought them, found out how good they were, and bought them for his brother. And you know, it was really one of those lighter moments. It was really brought a real giggle and laughter, and just the human side of the relationships that we have. And I think you know, the, there's all sorts of components that come into a small group. Uh, there's, you know, the ones that cheer us on, the ones that coach us to go where we wouldn't go otherwise. It's the accountability that is present if you are willing to make ma- to maximise that ingredient. Uh, 
you know, because we cannot borrow our relationship with Jesus. We have to fertilize it. We have to manure it. We have to water it. We have to pull out the weeds. This, you know, the farmer went out and sowed the seed. The heart got cluttered up with weeds. The heat of the sun came and dried it out. And today, the rain came down, and the rain came down. And for, for some of us out there in the uh, garden lounge and even online at home, perhaps we, we were tempted to stay at home. thought, oh, this is a good day to stay at home. You can't do that, Miriam. You're the preacher. <laughs> get, get going. Get going. You know. And so the same is in a connect group. We make a commitment, and so we keep going, and we keep going, and the oil in our lamp keeps, keeps being challenged. We hear a story, a testimony of someone, of how they, how they are able to talk to people wherever they are about Jesus, and we feel challenged. Man, come on. What about those neighbors of yours, Miriam? How far are you getting with them? Start praying for them again. You know, because we all wane. We come and go. And we need to be stirred. And when we're alongside others in a connect group, there's tremendous value in being stirred by your um, counterparts. So precious. So precious. See, it stimulates action. It stimulates thought. It builds faith and it encourages our resolve. As someone might ask you, you know, you said you were going to start praying again for your neighbours. How are you getting on? Oh, that's right, I was. Yes, absolutely. I. And so there's that accountability. Number two, each group will look like the people in it. There's nothing, you know, too profound about that, but yet it is very profound. Every connect group is, it takes on the, on the form or the molding of all, each individual in it, and we all bring our own giftings, our own values, our beliefs, our experiences, our wisdom, our, uh, the word that's activated within us through the years and how we've proven God. And so we get a tremendous experience of diversity and variety into our own life. How rich is that? How rich is that? Sharing and hearing the life of another person. I can remember going to Sharon's and her husband's group, and, you know, they were precious times, you know? They still have a sweet aroma in my heart, those people, because I spent time with them for a season. You know, we are the recipients of each one who we meet with each in our group. And it gives us richness. It gives us a double portion. You know, when you're married, you have a double portion already. You get the blessing of, the, your, of your husband or wife. You don't even have to do anything, you know, but you just, their presence is a comfort, is a reassurance, 
is just company. But there's so much more, isn't there, to a marriage than just that. It's a double portion, all of you married people. I hope you realize that. But in a small group, in a, in a connect group, you have an, a, 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 that multiplies. You might 10, 20 people. So you have a multiplication of all of that exponentially growing and developing with each other. You know, we're rich when we've got good relationships. You know, our senior population, and even when, and it's just not our senior, it's our young people too, and every decade can be lonely and are breaking up and are losing heart, losing lives because of loneliness. See, people, keep your lamp burning. Keep, keep that oil and that sustenance coming through in your own life. Only you can make it happen. Don't sit at home and think, oh, well, Johnny didn't ring me, so I won't go to connect group tonight. No, you seize the day. You take responsibility. You take a step forward. You be on the front foot because that is where the blessing is. That is where God works. I was praying with one of our ladies last week and we were, uh, we were just having a good time of sharing and then praying together. And when I, when I prayed for her, I could see all these hands linked together in a circle around. The, the circle wasn't um, finished. It was just hands linking together. And I said to her, you know, You've got many relationships, hand-to-hand, -hand, strengthening, linking you up to, to connect you in that, that brings a um, strengthening and encouragement to your life. And she said, that's true. And this, when I was preparing this message, I saw, you know, a flooded river. How do, one person going through a flooded river or swollen is near impossible but linked arms linked together locked together going through that river some of you know what I'm talking about I only just know it in theory <laughs> but you don't get through that swollen river unless you've got a strategy unless you're prepared unless you're locked in arm and arm and that's the way you get through the crisis, that's the way you get through difficult times. And so, see, it's to be uh, participators, not spectators. Spectators. Even in church, we can be participators. We worship, we activate. We can pray for the person alongside us. We can look around the room and think, who can I talk to, God? Who needs encouragement today? You can do that in your connect group. Be a participator. Get involved. And out of that, the oil burns brighter. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. You see, connect groups have been going a long time. 
Yongi, Paul Yongi Cho, um, he initiated in, in Korea, Seoul City, and uh, they had thousands of connect groups. And they were first of all called cell groups, cell groups, because the cells of the body are replenished. They're always changing, and they're being renewed and refreshed and changing. And life is in the cell. Life is in the cell. And so it is with our connect groups. We need our, our cell groups to have the life. And we are the life. We carry the life of Jesus in us, the life of the Spirit of God that we pour out. And um, so, um, see, small groups, connect groups, whatever you call them, cell groups, they are not an option. They're not even a luxury. They are a biblical mandate. And absolutely, they started out in the early church, and they are a biblical mandate they, that, we, that cause us to need to obey if we want to experience community and if we want to see our churches become biblically functioning communities. It happens in the small group. And so... Who is in your boat? Who's helping trim your lamp? Who's encouraging you to keep your oil burning? Have you pre-organized someone uh, to watch online church with? How many have done that already? If we have to go into church life church communities. See, we need to be prepared up ahead. Have you got a buddy that, you, that is going to ring you if you get sick? Or have you got someone that you are going to ring if you know that that's it? We need to be buddied up. We need to have things in place because people who know their God and have a strong relationship with him, but are prepared well in advance, will go through crisis, will go through grief in a much, much more functional and healthy way that's well documented in, in many, many grief books. That a faith in God, even the secular people, will acknowledge that people who have got a strong faith in God burning brightly for him, and also um, are prepared ahead of time will travel through the crises and the difficult times. So seize the day, people. Activate. And a group for everyone, a connect group for everyone, and, a, a, and a, everyone in a connect group reiterating what you said, Anna. I believe that. I believe that. All right, let's just close there, shall we?